0: This week on The Reverse Stick, Tath Armour joins us to talk volunteers and the hockey family. A picture tells a thousand words, and there's more live hockey. And welcome to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. My name is
1: John Lee, your host, and joining me each week... Matt Allen, how are you, Matt? I'm good, John, and uh, I hope you're well, champ. It's a pleasure to be sitting here opposite you once again for episode 16. That's uh, about four months, isn't
0: it? It's not far Call off. Correct hey.
1: And I, I did the maths the other day, and uh, including last week's show. We've got more than 10 hours of back catalogue that you can catch up with. Oh, hey. You can find all of that at the you want to find it nice and easy, the reversestick.net forward slash podcast gen, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-G-E-N. And that will take you directly to a list of uh, all, all of the, uh, the past podcasts that we've done there. Well,
0: I'm hoping I won't be as grumpy this week as I was last week. It was, <laughs> I had to listen back during the week. Gee, had to go. go? Uh, what have we got coming up today? We're going to be sp- speaking to Taff Ahmed, who is a, what's the term? It is a hockey maker.
1: He's a hockey maker. Do you know what a hockey maker is? Well, I do, but uh, if you don't, then keep on listening in and uh, you'll hear from Taff. Taff's also the founder of uh, the website and uh, social media, uh, Behemoth the Hockey Family, and uh, we we get to hear a little bit about that this week and also next week. We we had a good old chat with Taff and... uh, it's great to speak to somebody as enthusiastic ab- about the game as we are and uh, he's, he's certainly uh, a big lover and supporter of the game and hats off to Taft for his, uh, his efforts for hockey in the UK.
0: Absolutely. If you're going to be in the UK a bit later on this year, and you've got a bit of spare time, you might want to listen in, because it might be an opportunity for you if you're a hockey lover. Yep. Uh, uh, next year,
1: 2018. 2018. 2018, it?
0: 2018 uh, Hockey World Cup in London. It all happens so quickly. Uh, we've got plenty to get through, but
1: we'll start with some... <laughs> new... So, yeah, a lot's been going on. Uh, no major tournaments, but as as we've had... Uh, the start of new competitions in the northern hemisphere. We've also seen the commencement, uh, sorry, the commencement, the finales of many of the competitions in the southern hemisphere. Uh, I was lucky enough to catch some of the streams from the Hockey Victoria finals, uh, which happened in in Melbourne, in Victoria, in Australia. Um, when would that have been? Last Saturday. Last yeah, last Saturday. I watched a cracker of a game between Camberwell and Doncaster. Camberwell absolutely spanked Doncaster at the at the end of the game. It was seven uh, two the final score. Um, but yeah, scintillating hockey, great coverage. Recommend Hockey Victoria for um, putting it out there and, and making it available. Just while I'm on Hockey Vic- yeah, Victoria, yeah, plenty more as well. is... Oh, sorry. So I just want to mention uh, Caroline Springs Hockey Club. Now we've had some contact with the club over the the past few weeks uh, with gentleman David there at the club and uh, he's really keen to promote them and they're a brand new hockey club. First season. So it'll be one of these sort of, I imagine, a a satellite suburb that's popped up and built around and, and maybe it's an area that's found themselves without any hockey and... They've taken it upon them, the good volunteers and members there, to start a club. So, very first season of hockey, and they have come away with two premiership flags uh, for t- the two of their women's sides there. So, congratulations, Caroline Springs!
0: Yeah, well done. And it's not the only live streaming that's been going on either, is it? No, There's absolutely. Been plenty so, going on.
1: Yeah, we we were lucky enough to have the streaming of the of the Ford NHL Finals uh, out of New Zealand. So that's their state. Uh, competition, the province uh, competition over there. Um, I saw the most incredible game uh, in the men's final on Sunday. It was uh, between Auckland and uh, North Harbour, and I mean, the Auckland side you've got the the Panchia brothers uh, with some you know notable uh, black stick um, representation there. Uh, Marcus Child. Uh, Simon Child was injured, so he wasn't playing this time around. A really, you know, really Devon Manchester in goal with the super Auckland side. And they were three-one up uh, going into the the final quarter, and you know they, they were pretty much cruising. They were up against uh, a North Harbour side, and uh, it, it, it was just incredible. From three-one up, the final score was uh, five-three in favour of, of North Harbour. Corey Bennett. Uh, popped up with a, a hat-trick in the game um, there was a stage where they were uh, they were 3-2 they were three, three, two down and they took the goalkeeper off and then I thought i they were 3-1 down they took the goalkeeper off uh, about five minutes later uh, they went 3-2 and the goalkeeper ends up back on the field again then they go 3-3 <laughs> three, three. Um, It was just sensational And uh, I I was crowing about my my personal grand final victory Coming back from 3-1 down to 4-3 up And uh, to go 5-3 up was just a great result So congratulations to the North Harbour boys there Uh, In the women's competition, uh, Midlands beat uh, Northland 4-2 One of the goal scorers there for the, the Midlands team was Gemma McCaw who notably has uh, announced this week that she's going to have a, an indefinite break from the, uh, um, the international side for New Zealand there. So good luck with, to, to Gemma, whether you come back to the game or not. Good luck with your in, in, endeavours. Uh, but so, yeah, great, great stuff, great streaming. Thanks very much, Hockey Victoria. Thank you very much to Hockey New Zealand it was a great commentary as well. There from the guys in the Hockey yeah. New Zealand, it was uh, it was good to get a local accent and <laughs> uh, the, there was a bit of humour there with it. So yeah, and no, I, I really enjoyed that.
0: But they weren't the only ones. There's a lot going on from well, yes. Yeah, so, well.
1: so as I said, we, we've got competitions that are coming to their close, but also competitions that are, are pretty fresh and getting underway. So I also managed to catch some of the live stream from Ullenhorster uh, club in in Germany so they've got some Bundesliga games showing for both men's and women's and that looks like it's going to be a weekly thing so uh check those guys out the Berliner club as well had some live streaming uh, there was live streaming of two games out of Spain um at the weekend and uh, that I'm also exploring some uh, USA field hockey some of the college games are being streamed and there's some, some fresh stuff which is going up on the USA field hockey site this week so there's lots and lots going on and uh, you know, keep in touch with our social media streams on Facebook and on Twitter forward slash The Reverse Stick and if we spot a stream coming up we'll certainly try and alert it to everybody I did note that FIH uh, sorry, FH umpires on Twitter was very pleased that they could sit back in Canada, yes, on, on a <laughs> Saturday night and watch some domestic hockey from New Zealand. And uh, so you know that's what it's all about is is sharing the love around about the world. And 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 if there's games available and you're free to watch them, geez, why not watch them instead of watching some drivel on your TV?
0: Oh yeah, and there's let's face it, there's plenty of that going on. Now while we're on the spreading the word message, someone's been spreading the word who hasn't usually been spreading the word in the social media sphere at least, and that's Pakistan Hockey Federation. Welcome!
1: Yeah, absolutely welcome. So there's, there's been a fair bit that has come out of Pakistan in the past three or four weeks, not least we've talked about the nine the a side competition, and I will get back to that in a moment. Um, but uh, Shabazz Ahmed has um, come out and made some comments about the uh, the lack of effort put in in the past through uh, the media and with, through lots of areas of Pakistan hockey but they seem to be trying to get their act together so they, they've they announced themselves to the world on uh, on Facebook and on Twitter and on Instagram and are uh, making a real concerted effort to try and tell the story of Pakistan hockey and, and let everybody know what's going on in there where it, you know sometimes it's been a bit of a closed shop so we commend them with that I did try and check out the website earlier on, unfortunately it's it's got a password protect thing on there, so not too much happening on that at the moment. But expect something to come through uh, packhockey. dot org uh, over the coming weeks. But yeah, ch- check them out just uh, on Twitter, search at PHF, and uh, you'll be able to keep in the loop with what's uh, what's going on in Pakistan hockey. I did send them a message the other day with regard to the nine aside tournament and whether there will be any streaming. They're trying to make it happen, so. Yeah, keep an eye on social media, and and we might get some uh, some action from the the, the 9 side tournament. I did also note that there's uh, 121 players have been selected or announced to take part uh, to be part of the 11 sides that are taking part in that tournament. We are still waiting to hear who the international goalkeepers are that are coming in, but uh, there's supposed to be 11 international goalkeepers. Now from Australia and Argentina Coming in to take part in the tournament So we'll wait and see what's happening there
0: Now I've heard that one of those goalkeepers Could potentially be a former under-16 uh, goalkeeper from England
1: uh, what, a, um, a Worcestershire well, County yeah, it might, have been a, it
0: might have been the under-16 Worcestershire
1: County School Look, yeah, I've, that's I've been really busy the past few days So I have missed a few calls on the phone And there's, there's a few messages to listen to But you know, who knows?
0: I was thinking you should do a recce for us up there, because if
1: India get there, if that game goes on in Karachi, Pakistan
0: and India, we're there. We're there. We're booked in. We are. Now, going on with a bit more news, um, FIH have announced some upgrades to some officials and
1: yeah, I mean, look, there are too, too many to, to oh. mention, but huge congratulations. There's been a raft of um, upgrades for both umpires and technical officials, so moving up from level one to level two, level two to level three. Um, so, you know, well done, guys, and you, the sport wouldn't happen uh, without your support and your, your efforts. So that's, that's really fantastic to see. Uh, and also announcements for officials for the Commonwealth yeah. Games and uh, that's just happened in the past week, so well done to everybody who's going to be heading, heading down under. I do note that uh, a former interviewee on the podcast, Miss Raya Richardson, she'll be making her way down here, so it uh, be good to see Raya down here in Australia.
0: It's interesting the, um, the Commonwealth Games happening on the Gold Coast, actually, because as Australians we understand that the Gold Coast is um, a sporting graveyard. It's it's very much a sporting graveyard and that uh, teams, professional sports teams that go to the Gold Coast almost invariably fail because the thought is that the lifestyle on the Gold Coast is uh, not conducive to athletic performance.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, when I lived on the Gold Coast, oh geez, maybe nine, ten years, no longer than that, Long maybe than 10 or 11 day. years ago. Um, I played half a season for a club there. I played for Palm Beach Gold Coast All Stars. Oh, now they were a Queensland team, obviously, uh, because we're we're on the Goldie, uh, but they played in the Northern New South Wales League. So we'd go to places like Marwillan and Kingscliff and Potts Point, um, and uh, you know all, all around those sort of country coastal um, New South Wales Northern borders. But we were a Queensland team playing in a New South Wales competition. <laughs> oh, nice! No, and uh, yeah. it was an incredible rivalry, and it's and it's what's put me onto. If there's any sort of New South Wales versus Queensland competition across any sporting code, then a, I'm a Queenslander. You know, <laughs> <first and> foremost, <laughs> no, no, no problem at all. Um, but yeah, it 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 is a, a sporting graveyard. But the yeah, the Commonwealth Games are coming up there. There's lots of good things happening on the Gold Coast um there's lots of things to distract a young athlete yeah it's a it's a, it's a, it's a party town it's a yeah, party it's town fact. you know it's I'm, I was fortunate enough to spend a lot of my my time with genuine gold coasters born and bred and in that sort of burly heads the slightly, yep. slightly northern region and there are some really great guys there um yeah particularly in 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 the uh in the club that I was playing with there but uh yeah, if you get more to the surface paradise area and uh you know where some of the, the swankier apartments are and things yeah there's a lot of distractions for uh, for young athletes.
0: I'm certainly looking for some interesting results. I think there could be some uh some distractions for some
1: people. So joining us today on the reverse stick is Taf Ahmed from uh the UK and from the hockey family. We're not quite sure where the interview is going to go because there's so much to talk to Taff about. Um, We've uh, got in touch with regard to the volunteer programme for the upcoming Hockey World Cup uh, in London. So, uh, look, welcome to the show, Taff. Thank you. Uh, I'm really excited to be on here. It's great to have you on board and it's uh, great to have somebody who's got such a love for the game uh, having a chat with us. I guess a good way to start off is, can you tell us about your hockey history, what got you into the game, and uh, where you're at today?
2: Oh, right. Okay. Um, well, um, I'm, I'm a hockey um, coach. Uh, I've been doing that for about <clears throat> 25 years plus now, um, and been coaching, you know, juniors and uh, and adults alike. And I uh, currently coach a uh, Division One team in in the north west of England. Um, My hockey volunteering started about 10 years ago When uh, England Hockey basically got their first major um, event Which was the um, European Hockey in 2007 And I've been volunteering ever since
0: Chap, is volunteering the best way to get a really good seat at the house? (laughs) You must have seen some really good hockey in that time as a volunteer
2: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, (laughs) absolutely um, it's not all, it's not all fun in games but um yeah definitely you can you, you know there is time to actually watch uh, some really good um, you know international uh, games when uh, we host uh, you know the, in, any international games like uh, the World Cup next year and also the Europeans that we hosted um uh, a couple of years ago, and also um, we hosted the hockey world league semi finals uh, this year in summer. Um, And yeah, there was some very good hockey on on show And a lot of volunteers did get a chance to actually watch it Because it's not all about, um, you know, just volunteering There are places where volunteers could sit down and and watch the game as well Um, So, you know, it's not all work, work, work You know, we do get to watch a little bit of hockey as well if If we're looking at this
1: so, so it's not all work, 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 but when it is work, 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 what sort of things do the volunteers get involved with, and, and you know, what's the setup for a big tournament?
2: Oh, right. Well, well, God, um, a lot of, lot of different um, lot of different things that you can actually work um, or volunteer for at uh, at an in event. Um, I basically personally uh, run the team and officers who look after international teams and the team that looks after the international teams. Um, you have, like, athletic services who basically um, help out with um, changing room, um, you know, setting the change rooms up. Um, you have um, spectator services who look after the general public and make sure that they they get to their seats okay and, and any questions that they have um Hopefully they'll they'll be ans- uh, they'll be able to answer it. Um, you've also got hosting services where basically you've got people who pay um, for the privilege of being a VIP, maybe, um, and they that that team basically looks after those VIPs. You've got sports presentation, which is virtually like um, what we're actually doing right now. Uh, not not very much like a podcast, but you know. Um, giving information to the general public and also doing um, half time um, you know game events with with the public as well on the pitch uh-huh. uh, you've got operational services which looks after the whole event sort of thing, and also hockey maker services, which is basically people who look after the hockey makers because they obviously need looking after as well
1: so Geez, that's a lot. That's a lot of departments to cover there for something like yeah. the hockey world coming, hockey World Cup coming up in London. How many hockey makers, volunteers?
2: Oh wow! Well, um, well, I think um, we. I think hockey England hockey needs uh, around about seven hundred and fifty volunteers um, to basically deliver a really good, um, you know, uh, event. Um, to cover all all the areas. I mean, that was only the few areas that we, that I mentioned before. We've also got media services and logistics as well and things like that. So, you know, there's a lot, there's, you know, about seven or eight different uh, areas that we need to cover as as England hockey. Um, and about 750, maybe even more than that, uh, that's the kind of uh, figure that we're looking I, for. It's is, quite a big Is event.
1: there... Uh... Particularly plum job that, you know, obviously people will will, will uh, uh, put their hand up to volunteer, but you're not going to know necessarily straight away what area you're going to be helping out on. Is there something, or is there a job there that people go, ah, oh, yes, I've got the spectators' job for this this tournament, or whatever it might be. Is there anything? Is there any one thing better than, than something else?
2: I, I, personally, I don't think so. Um, myself, uh, being a, t- a team liaison officer, uh, I think that's probably one of the better jobs because it's more interactive with with the, the players and the athletes that actually turn up and the teams that turn up. Um, I mean, if, if people are interested in, in being uh, quite close to the athletes, then maybe that's that's a job that they might like like to do, athletes and official services. Um, some people might be interested in doing media Stuff which is basically looking after the social media side of stuff um, for England hockey whilst the event is on. Uh, and there's also the media things that are happening uh, within the tournament with regards to interviews and uh, and things like that. Other people might be interested in logistics. Spectator service is pretty good as well because you get to see a lot of, a lot of the game action, really, whilst you're helping, obviously, uh, the general public as well. So, I mean, it's what... Whatever anyone's interested in, if they want to try something different, you know, from their day job, um, you know, they can do that. Or if they want to stick to what what they know and and help out and and basically volunteer for a, a certain area, they can actually do that Taff, as well. Where do
0: you draw your volunteers from? Uh, do you get many non hockey people volunteering?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, in the we've over the last few years and even beyond, I think we've had. You know um an influx of people that are not just hockey volunteers or hockey people um they 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 could be just volunteers they just love volunteering um at events because they've got you know their time or spare time that they can give up for um certain sports um so yeah we get people from athletics people who volunteer in athletics and want to uh, volunteer for a uh, for a hockey position uh, we also get uh, people from who have actually volunteered at uh, London 2012 or, or um, the Glasgow Games uh, the year after, and, and also other events, let's say, from people that um, have volunteered in, in the Netherlands for hockey might want to come over to England and volunteer here as well. Um, so we get a very, very big spectrum of uh, people, not just hockey enthusiasts, really, which is good because it's, it gives us a, a bit of a broad Spectrum of people that uh, come and volunteer yeah, as
0: a former coach, do you ever get to turn any of them? Do you ever get to bring them around oh, to our still, side still,
2: still a current coach
0: yes, you know do any of them end up picking up a stick
2: uh, we co- well I, I go around encouraging people I think other people do as well. Um, one of my roles as an as England hockey volunteer is that i 'm actually an England hockey uh, event assistant as well, which goes with regards to planning. Um, uh, or helping or even being involved in the planning stages of of the event. So, um, you know, I try to encourage people to take up a hockey stick. You know, we've got a a program here in England called Back to Hockey, um, and it's for people who've, who've played hockey before, maybe in school, liked it a little bit but didn't actually carry on, and they want to maybe try again. And also for people who are very new to the game as well, which is, you know, any. Anyone could start. I mean, I last event, which was the hockey world league. I I, I had my uniform on, going to um, an event, uh, or going to the uh, event to uh, do my shift. And and, uh, and somebody just approached me at the um, train station and said, Oh, um, where's the hockey going on? I went, well, well, it's at the Olympic Park, you know, at Lee Valley. And he went, Oh, okay. I used to play hockey a long time ago. And this was a 50-year-old man. And he's oh I don't play anymore because I'm too old. I goes, look how old are you? you know, if you don't mind me asking. So he told me says, oh I'm fifty odd. And I went well you know what there's people out there that are sixty seventy who are still playing, um, and other people have actually just come back to playing. So why not get pick up a stick again? And you know if you loved it so much, and you played with. You know, other people. Why not? Uh, yeah, well, I say, fifty years <laughs> old.
1: You've got another thirty years of hockey ahead of you.
0: Well, I'm fifty, and I say I've got Perhaps another I'm thirty up. years ahead of me.
1: <laughs> I if I've looked on at the the back to hockey pro program over the past couple of years in the UK, and have loved what's happening with it. There's a lot of stuff happening at the moment with clubs through social media trying to get people on board, um, and it's something that I want to replicate for next season with with our club down here in Australia. It seems to be an absolute no-brainer, and. Um, uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, a lot of people we lose at that sort of 19, 20, 21 from the game and they go off and have a career and have kids and all that sort of thing. And then, oh, we've got a bit of spare time on a Saturday afternoon. What, what can I do? I need to do some fitness. And, and yeah, they look back to what well, I enjoyed hockey when I played. It, it just seems an absolute no-brainer. Come along, grab a stick and, and get involved.
2: Absolutely. I mean, you know, most of these clubs um, actually ask people to come over and play for them, uh, even if they don't have any equipment. You know, they're, they're willing to, to you know, loan out uh, a shin guard or even a hockey stick or whatever. You know, at my club, we've done exactly the same thing. You know, people have contacted us and said, you know, I want to come back and play hockey Where, You know what can I do I don't have the equipment I don't have a stick and we've just said look just come up you know, somebody's going to somebody at the club will or at the training section will loan you a stick um, just come on and, and see if you like it and if you like it then you know you can go out and buy a stick if you want to so what's,
1: what's the kind of conversion rate do you think from people that come along and get involved with back to hockey who actually end up playing in a regular season for one of your sides
2: oh right okay well um I think everyone that's turned up to do back-to-hockey stuff at my club um, has actually started playing competitively, or even just as in friendly games, um, especially for the first season, um, and then carried on playing and, and, and competitively. Uh, we had a young, well, I say young lady, but, you know, a, a lady... <laughs> be, that, be polite. <laughs> yeah, we came, that came back for, <laughs> for a... But, um, came back to hockey uh, after, I think, 20-odd years. She had not played, uh, played hockey for 20-odd years. Um, she came back, she enjoyed it, and, and hopefully, well, she did say she was going to come back um, next week, so <laughs> I'm hoping that she will, uh, she will do. So Absolutely. just taking us Absolutely.
1: on to the hockey family, um, you're a founder of the hockey family, and uh, it's a chock-full website, blog, and social media enterprise can you tell us about the the genesis of that and what led you to beginning the hockey family
2: oh okay um right well it it kind of transpired in 2012 um uh, where it basically became a social media um entity kind of thing um but the concept of the hockey family is i think it's been around for way beyond beyond that um and when I first started uh, volunteering ten years ago, um, it was a concept then as well as in it was more of a uh, you know a hockey bubble where basically everyone you know came together and i 've made so many really great friends and uh, and connections over the over the last ten years doing um, hockey even my well I think the way it came about is Every single year that we basically started coming back and doing uh, international events was was basically uh, a reunion um, of um, like the volunteers, and they became my, my family, my extended family, as such. Um, and the concept, like I said, w- was that we would basically, you know, do these hockey events, and we get together. We've got a we've got a Facebook group and a Facebook page and everything like that. Um, we communicate with each other, we tell each other about uh, different hockey events that are coming up, even for England hockey and stuff. And it, it it just basically came, just evolved as as the hockey family. And then I think I decided um, in about 2012, I think, to make it a proper entity and, and, and have it as the hockey family um, and do something about it to, to try and encourage people to get involved in hockey give some information about stuff that's happening um, uh, within hockey um, it started off as a I think I think it started off uh, as a Twitter page first um, then created a Facebook page uh, and then um, you know I, I'd already bought the domain name but hadn't done anything with, with the actual uh, website uh, because I didn't really know wh- where I wanted to go with it if you know what I mean um, it was all of myself doing it, and I'm thinking, well, that's going to be a bit of a hard time getting all the information together, <laughs> putting it on the website. But thankfully, you know, you know I've got some really good uh, volunteer journalists now, um, you know, doing some reporting for me on the website, and we're, we're getting content on there, you know, a couple of times a month, really, uh, which is okay at the moment. You know, hopefully that will expand over the years, and we'll see how that goes. So tell us a bit about the team that you've got involved working with you on The Hockey Family.
1: And just for the people that are out there, the website is thehockeyfamily.com. or very easy to find you. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, the, the team, uh, all hockey enthusiasts. Um, um, we've got uh, one, two, three, about five, I think, altogether. One One um, member of the team is actually an, uh, an Argentinian who's come on board, uh, who's reporting on things Argentinian um, so any news from Argentina will will hopefully come from that um, sort of like um, direction um, I'm looking for people who who want to report on things maybe even Australian if you don't mind me sort of like taking over you <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> No we're global um, Taff, we're the global hockey Yeah,
2: club. yeah most like yourself <laughs> we,
1: we, 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 we're um, our arms are open to the hockey globe
2: yeah i mean I, I, I actually you know the the hockey family is uh, as as an entity is not um restricted to any one um, media outlet to be honest with you i I try to um, you know publicize and and um, help um, get you know people uh, sorry well, i don't know what the um, the word is it's not coming to my head right now. <laughs> Um, but you know make people aware of certain things like like you know the reverse stick and maybe uh, um, you know a-, a Hockey World which is yeah. another uh, media website and stuff um, yeah, pa-
1: pa- Pablo-, Pablo will be joining us in the next week or so so yeah. we'll, the listeners will get to hear from uh, Pablo and the A Hockey World also yeah. does some great work just like
2: yourself he's a great guy honestly he's, he's very good I mean um, I uh, before he started his website uh we connected and basically I gave him some, you know, um, information or, you know, advice and stuff like that and uh, he's doing really well. Um, Taff, sorry to interrupt, but
0: do you ever meet anybody in your role through the hockey family and they they go, aren't you the bloke that drove us from the airport to the hotel at that tournament?
2: (laughs) Yes, sometimes, yes, (laughs) yes, absolutely. I have. <laughs> in, in my in my role as like the uh, team liaison officer for uh, England Hockey. I've actually drove uh, lots of you know digging trees and 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 um, players as well. Um, the one of the um, Euro, European Hockey Federation um, officials, which I met uh, quite a few times, but I picked up at, uh, um, at the airport a couple of years ago, and the year after, you know, pointing out saying. Weren't you the guy who sort of like picked me up last time? <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> it's it's not so it's it's really good because I mean doing these events and we get to know uh, lots of different uh, coaches as well, and I'm amazed that they actually remember my name and other people's names when they actually you know turn up into uh, turn up uh, at an England hockey event, you yeah. know let's say for instance uh, the Argentinian coach or the um, you know Chile coach or the Spanish coach and, and things like that and, and, and they come up to you and say, Hi Tap, nice to see you again and like how oh, oh my God, you've been to all these different, you know, um international tournaments over the last year or something. How how have you still remembered my name? And it might be the fact that basically as as, as a England hockey and, and the volunteering, you know, a bit of it, people remember you because you've done a good job and that's the way I look at it. If we do a good job people will remember you.
1: Yeah, and I think it's probably indicative of the hockey family in inverted commas that you know we, we we all sing from the same song sheet. Most people involved in the game are pretty good boys and girls, and we we get on. and And there's this, there's a certain type of person that's attracted to our game and uh, the way our clubs are set up. And you know, it's, it, we're, we're we're a different sport to anything else that's out there. So it doesn't surprise surprise me hearing what you're saying there.
2: Yeah I mean yeah absolutely that's that's the whole idea of, like you're saying inverted commas, hockey family we're all part of a of a of a of a global game and we there there's like a you know uh, what is it um 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 we're, we're connected very very closely um, why, why, well, you know, why, why do you think that is? Is it
1: because we're globally viewed as a minority sport and we think that we should be better recognised than we are? You know, I always think that we're punching above our weight a little bit, but then when you look at the numbers of participation and viewing and everything, you know, whatever you see, they go, oh, the hockey's top, you know, top three viewed sport globally. There's this many million players that are playing and blah, 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 but yet we still feel as though we're underrepresented.
2: I I don't think uh, you know with like the um, yeah you're, you're absolutely right we we are very much underrepresented um, and I think it's more unfortunately other other cl- uh, games have actually uh, sports have actually got um, more coverage than us um, but I think we you know with the athletes that we have they are very so so much down to earth to be yeah. to be fair. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, they don't mind interacting with you, um, talking to you, you know, like a, like a, you know, just a normal human being kind of thing, rather than, I'm, I'm an athlete, you're not, you're beneath me, and that sort of thing. They're very, you know, um, engaging, I think, personally, and that's what helps um, it being such more, more so, so much more of a, like a, you know, um, a hockey family sort of environment. Um, you know like the hockey bubble if you want to even call it that Um, we're all in a bubble and we we all know each other in some way shape or form and when we do engage with people it's not you are this and you are that it's you're a hockey person that's it simple as that Taff if people are interested in getting
1: involved um, with England Hockey and volunteering where do they need to go and where can they find out more information
2: Ah right okay um well they can go to uh, the England hockey website um there is a uh, news um, link there uh, to uh volunteer they can also go on to the England hockey Facebook page if they've got Facebook um and they've got a link there as well where, where they can actually go um, I can um, possibly send you the um the link to uh, the volunteering page, which I think is www.hockeymaker.co.uk, uh, uh, which will all again have a um, a link to uh, where you can actually go and um, register to volunteer or apply to volunteer, should I say? So, Taff,
1: thanks, thanks so much for joining us today on the Reverse Stick. It's been absolutely wonderful to to hear all all about the volunteering uh, system there in the UK and uh, hear about the hockey family. And you're spreading the good word for for our great game. And so we appreciate your time today and wish you all the best for the future.
2: Thank you very much for having me, guys. And um, I'm I'm, I'm actually loving the work that you're doing as well. So keep it up. And, uh, you know, let's keep in touch.
1: Thanks, Tav. Cheers. Cheers, Tav. Bye-bye.
2: Thank you. Bye. (laughs)
0: You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. My name's John Lee. Matt Allen is with me as normal. Talking hockey, all things about hockey. And that was Taff Ahmed, who is not only a fantastic hockey maker, but also the founder, runner. He's, he's pretty much everything except for the people who help him write the articles. But apart from that, Taff is everything when it comes to the hockey family.
1: That's it. So if you see a post from the hockey family on Facebook or on, on Twitter... It, it's Taff who's behind that, and he's uh, he's taking care of that. So yeah, he does does some great work there. And of course, a hockey coach and a teacher and, <laughs> and a dad, and uh, you know, like like us all, you know, how do you fit it all in?
0: Oh, you might manage, you squeeze it in somehow. And um, we hope to be talking to Taff again in the future too. If uh, there's something big coming up for the hockey family and. Uh we might get some insight from some tournaments from TAP as well. I, I I'm sure he's had some really interesting
1: conversations
0: in those car
1: rides. Yeah, I just, I just, I just love to speak, speaking to people who are enthused about our game, and uh, TAP obviously is and does a great job, and, and uh, you know, is it's, it's getting some recognition for it as well, which is really important.
0: Now, Matt, you might remember last week we talked about the situation going on in Ireland with their premier competition there and the umpires' dispute. Well, things seem to have resolved, at least got to a point where the umpires have returned to work, so this weekend, might be last weekend, depending on when you listen to this podcast. <laughs> Could be two years ago. Yeah, it might very well be. Um, they're back on track this weekend for the Irish, so everything will be going ahead as per planned. Now, according to the Irish Times and their story there, I'll just have to scroll up on my old screen here, but... Um, They've struck a deal between the uh, Irish Hockey Umpires Association and Hockey Ireland. They've also hammered out an agreement to raise the level of expenses from 20 cents per kilometre up to 30 to 32 cents per kilometre, and also an additional subsistence package, which... Uh, I imagine would be some sort of stipend for food or etc Now the two bodies have also agreed to meet again on October 1st To discuss conditions for the other national competitions And they'll also focus on addressing the alarming drop in numbers Across the body with a view on how they can implement the development plan That the umpires are so keen on And entice new officials into the sport And provide pathways I'm sure Now that's coming from the Irish Times, and that's a very broad overview of it. That's about the only information we have. However, there also appears opinion piece on the Irish Times page. Matt, are you aware of this opinion
1: piece? What do you tell us all about it. Well, what I would say with it, though, John, it's it's great that there's going to be umpires back out in the park. Absolutely, and, uh, the games you get you know we 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 don't need. Uh, Anything that's going to tarnish the image of hockey, wherever it might be in the world, and and make a joke of the game, and and uh, it's good to deal with these things swiftly and not have them drag on too long.
0: Absolutely. Now, uh, the Irish Times is also an opinion piece written by Johnny Watterson. Johnny, if you're listening,
1: good day. Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: now, Johnny, and this is uh, written that uh, the first matches of this current hockey league will be played after a sorry beginning to this year's competition it must be said that you know everybody would like to forget about it and just move on what got me was um is quoted here some uh it's good that it's it's dealt with because Ireland's got some big tournaments coming up they need the best play they can possibly get then he says that raising standards... Now, the generous, general consensus is the National League has brought up the standards across the country. Now, I assume he's not talking the standards of umpiring, he's talking the standards of hockey. Yeah.
1: Oh, but, uh, you'd, you'd, expect a, you'd expect umpiring as well. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, everything? So, so, you, okay. so you've got the top umpires not just doing their provincial leagues, which they perhaps would have done before the National League started, but, you know, that... that and now
0: and the Irish have progressed very well. Oh, incredible. Yeah, it's they've done a great job. Absolutely incredible. But there's a single-line paragraph here that caught my attention. Apart from a bellicose rump in Ulster, and happy with the all-island aspect, the competition is seen as a huge success. Now, we discussed this previously before we we came on the show, and I'm trying to get wonder what a bellicose rump is and exactly what Johnny's referring to. Now, is it an individual? Is he talking about an association? Is it... uh, I'm I'm so removed from it. I'm sure any Irish person reading it would know exactly what he's talking about. So
1: if you do know what he's talking about and you want to uh, send us a little message, let us know. Around, we, we would we, like we, to know. We'd, we'd love to
0: know. Johnny, if you're listening, message us. We'd like to know. Just that, that line, because it really caught my attention. I think it's a great little line, by the way, personally. I hope you're not offending someone there,
1: but it's pretty funny. So just on Ireland, though, you know they, they're going to get underway. A lot of these sides that are playing are going to be involved in Europe, European competitions coming up. Ooh. And uh, so, yeah, best of luck to the guys over there. And uh, as we've talked about in previous episodes, we've got some really good connections through our club with uh, Irish players that have uh, come over and played their trade in Australia. And uh, we recognise your Railway Unions, your Banbridge, your Three Rock Rovers, uh, your YMCA... Uh, you know all these guys and, and obviously we had Emma and Sarah on uh, from UCD and yep. from Cork Harlequins and uh, so yeah just great great to see the game flourishing there um, Bellicose Rump or not I'm happy that games uh, are going ahead <laughs> this week
0: You know what I reckon Bellicose Rump is probably the sort of term you'd hear in many an Irish pub later on in the evening
1: I'm sure, I'm sure there's a Dickens novel of the same name isn't there
0: bellicose rub
1: <laughs> now, yes
0: I was going to say speaking of which but no you uh, Matt have a keen interest in photography don't you
1: yes I you know do. the way
0: a photograph is compositioned.
1: oh yeah I know what you're talking about John so we've got a few little bits that we, we still <laughs> want to talk about before the end of the show I did spot uh, on the 26th of September a post on social media from Hockey India and I'll, I'll just read the text it's on Facebook here, but in case you're not on Facebook and not following Hockey India, you might not have spotted this. And here go the text. Former Hockey India President and current International Hockey Federation President, Dr. Narendra Batra, and Hockey India CEO, Miss Elena Norman, present former Indian present former Indian men's hockey team Chief Coach Roland Otmond and former Indian men's hockey team analytical coach Hans Streeder with 2016 Olympic mementos as a parting gift for their services to Hockey India on the 26th of September 2017 now if you check the post out we've got a lovely uh, little, little set of uh, four images of. Uh, we've got uh, Miss Elena Norman on the left as I look at it uh, with uh, Roland Otmans next to her uh, Dr Batra next to him and Hans Treeda next to him and uh, in each of the images, either a stick being handed over, which says Rio Olympics twenty sixteen on it, with signatures of the players, I assume, and a hockey India, um, an Indian hockey men's shirt signed by the players, being handed over as well. I'll um, <laughs> I'll just hand this over to you, John.
0: Well, I'm always uh, I'm always keenly interested in context and composition. I think the context of taking a photograph of the coach that got sacked by the CEO that was probably in charge of sacking them, plus the bloke that's in charge of World Hockey, I don't know, it is the oddest photo.
1: Um, It is odd. Well, look, I've got to say um, a big round of applause to Hans Streeter, who obviously doesn't want to be there and he's not afraid to let that be shown on his face. I, I, well, I'd
0: like to congratulate all of them for having the kahunas enough to stand up there and do it.
1: Well, I, what, what's interesting is that we've got Dr. Batra there making a presentation on behalf of Hockey India. Now,
0: How, I, I, didn't I, you get
1: I, in trouble for that recently? Well, no, <laughs> I, yeah, I read an article last week, it might have been Times of India, it, it, it wasn't a lesser-known publication from India, and the, whoever had written the article um, talked about hockey in general, and uh, then mentioned uh, Dr. Batra as FIH head and also head of Hockey India. Now, and I thought that's odd, and, and I almost felt like making a comment on wh- wherever I read it, going, oh, "Come on, guys! You know, you're a, you're a quality publication. Get your facts right." Well, and then, less, well, head. Yeah, less than three or four days later, there's a picture of Dr Batra doing a presentation on behalf of Hockey India I assume it's on behalf of Hockey India to the outgoing Indian coach because there's no real relevance with the head of the FIH making a presentation unless it's an FIH presentation but it's not it's a Hockey India presentation so go figure
0: oh look it, it, it's not often that a coach that has just been sacked gets presented with something by the
1: organisation that just sacked them I'll be honest I'm, surpri- I'm surprised he's still in the country. You know, to, to be fair, um, I'd have said thanks very much. See you later, boys.
0: Yeah, and to be fair, all of our comments come from the outside. So maybe they will quite happy to do that. It doesn't look like it from the photo, but maybe they were. So, I don't know. It's just not a very good photo, is it?
1: I don't know. There's there's four of them there, John, and they're probably the best four that were picked. Um, uh, uh, you know, geez, someone's got to look at that as a media team and go, should we really be posting this? Or, well, you know, at least for
0: the the two sack coaches, they, they do get a positive out of it. They've both got their next passport photos. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So just while we're on the um, F.I.H., we also note this week that they've appointed a new global head of sales, uh, a gentleman called Mickey, Mr. Ricky Tusu Tusu. Tusu. Um, so he he takes on the role uh, from October. He's uh, um, going to be responsible for increasing investment in the sport, predominantly through key F.I.H. events. Uh, he 's come from a background he 's been working for sports radar and previously Fujitsu IBM Manchester United in strategy management and monetizing mobile content and so it 's all very new world and new media and uh, good yeah and, and you know that's uh, he 'll be working alongside the, the new marketing commun- communications director Dalf Ness. So things seem to be moving in the right direction. Let's uh, hope so. With with regard to appointments and uh, good you luck know, to him. Yeah, it, it, it looks really looks really positive. And just, uh, but uh, you know, we've always got to be wary about people having a, a hockey background, and maybe we get a bit too hung up on it. But it's important to understand the grassroots level of the sport to um, to be able to sell your package to the the hockey world and the hockey family and, and beyond. Uh, look, and you can just, always take ideas from outside. Oh, no. But yeah, you, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But, you know, that's something which is uh, dear to our heart, is that we, we believe that you've got to have an understanding of what our game is about to, to genuinely... Um, core understanding. Yeah, understand. That's it. Core understanding. Just... I'd, While we're talking about jobs, I just uh, saw the link through from the FIH website as well that goes through to uh, recruitment for hockey and uh, global sports jobs. There are a few other top jobs available in the hockey world at the moment. The uh, uh, Pan American Hockey Federation are currently looking for a managing director. The FIH are looking for a Congress project manager. Hockey Ireland are after a new performance director. And... uh, and hockey Australia are looking for a manager of planning and performance so there's lots of you know, jobs involved in, it's, in administration and uh, within our uh, national associations around and about so uh, let's hope that hockey people get those jobs
0: and you know what the best thing about a job like that is you get to the opportunity to watch some real good hockey
1: well you know, as we are speak, speaking to Tap about. Oh, uh, exactly. Um, a couple of other quick things. Uh, great work from Galvanised Hockey that are uh, doing a highlights package for the uh, UK, sort of the England Men's and Women's Premier League. Yep. There's a weekly highlight show that's coming out. Uh, also, well done to Beeston Hockey that televised uh, streamed their uh, game versus Wimbledon at the weekend. Really appreciated that, and something I note from a lot of these televised games that are happening around the bat, it's being club-driven. So well done to those clubs that have got the resources and uh, the wherewithal to be able to uh, to stream those games. It's really appreciated by the hockey world. Mm. And uh, please let us know if you're streaming something. Tag us in on Twitter, on Facebook. Let us know so we can share it and let everybody else know out there. Because believe me, there are people all over the world that want to watch live-streamed hockey games. And uh, if if you're providing that, then obviously you want people to know about it. So so, please do let us know. Uh, so well done to Galvanise Hockey for that in, in the UK. Um, I note that there's been uh, an EHF, Euro Hockey Federation board meeting uh, oh. over the past day or so i'm really interested to find out the result on the under twenty ones so you might remember oh, the, the Ireland uh, the, the the spanish uh, oh, men's yeah. and women's under twenty ones teams both ended up with nova virus which is which precluded them from playing their the final group games which then had a bearing on on whether the, the irish girls would stay in the top top tier for under-21s, which would then mean they're able to qualify for the Junior World Cup or whether they drop down to the second tier, that was going to go in front of the board. So I'm really interested to to hear what what the result is of that.
0: It'd also be nice if they talked about the 1-2 goal point thing too. Just, it'd be nice if they just brought it up. Well, they it? might have had the
1: conversation. They, they might have. It'd yeah. be good. Um, and I guess final final thing news-wise and what's going on at the moment. We've got the AHL happening down here in Perth, where uh, and second day of competitions just finished up now. And true to our predictions last week, um, the top four sides that we picked for both the men's and the women's comps they both they all had wins on on the opening day. So true to form, you know just. Uh, Take a pick from us with it, but we, we, we won't be far off for you. Um, I noted today that the Indian men's team got their competition underway and had a 4-1 win against the host, Western Australia. So a great result for the India A side there. Uh, the women's team, Indian women's team, weren't so successful. They lost out to Victoria. Um, but uh, Fairly got,
0: strong side.
1: Yeah, percent. but w- w- whether you like it or not, um, the international teams were involved in the AHL. I don't mind. John's a bit grumpy about it. Well, <laughs>
0: it's, I'm not going there now. It's what it is, Matt. It's what it is.
1: So, Andy, we'll, we'll we'll bring you more from the AHL next week. And uh, hoping to get down there and uh, watch some games. Keep an eye on our Twitter. We might even do some live periscoping of uh, some of the action. So, if you... That technologically advanced, you might be able to click onto your Periscope account and uh, see what's going on down there at Perth Hockey mm. Stadium.
0: And regardless of my opinions, there'll be some bloody fantastic hockey players. Oh,
1: there'll be some, yeah, superb. I saw it. there's been goals, goals, goals already. Also down here in Australia at the moment, we've got there's uh, the State Masters Championship is happening down in Tasmania. The Women's Masters Championship is about to get underway. Uh, but there's and over, don't, forget what, don't forget the big one. Sorry?
0: Don't forget the big one. What's the big one? Under-13.
1: Oh, of course that's going on At here. the same yeah, time. At the same time as the uh, AHL here in Perth. So we've got the under-13 state championships. That's happening at three different grounds around and about uh, the Perth area. So there'll be lots of, uh, lots of kids and lots of families and mums and dads getting on to, to watch those. It's school holiday time, so it's a, a perfect time. I have to say, it's about 37, 38 degrees on the east coast at the moment. Uh, day one of the AHL yesterday, it was absolutely tipping down right? <laughs> in Perth, and uh, and sitting at about sort of seventeen, eighteen degrees. So, it's probably a bit more favourable playing hockey uh, over here in in this weather at the moment yeah. than we'll be here on the Eastern Seaboard. Well, we've
0: just had a second bot at winter. <laughs> And now it's time to take a look at the socials and see what sort of feedback's going on out there at the moment, Matt. And uh, I believe you might have started something with your Chinese-Japanese rule interpretation of nihai What's
1: the Japanese? It's definitely Chinese. Is it? Oh. And, and even then it's not Chinese. But <laughs> 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 well, it's close. It'll do. Um, yeah, so I, I got a direct message I'm, I'm not going to uh, give away the name of the person who sent it through to me because they obviously wanted to share it personally yeah. rather than broadcast it through a tweet and uh, it goes as such and whoever sent this through they will know uh, who sent it so I agree knee high is a joke there was an international match or EHL game where a guy put in a tackle and the ball hit him on the arse but he was so low the ball was only a couple of inches off the deck given as dangerous as it hit him above the knee. <laughs> Joke! Yes. I'm six foot three. My knee is pretty high.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. We've obviously struck on something there that the FIH should take serious consideration of.
1: And look, we and we got a few things through with regard to the two goals for one and... Uh, oh, did we? And, yeah, <laughs> and, and also... Jeez, um, oh, I'll try and find it now. Um, with regard to the uh uh interpretation of the penalty corner so um this actually what, I'll look at this now it's came through through from john pierce who's uh, a supporter of the podcast thank you john and uh, message one that came through was uh, quite possible lawmakers will modify 13.6 since as as i saw 13.6 <laughs> 13. Oh, um, no, oh, maybe, <laughs> may, maybe i should know that uh, Lawmakers will modify 13.6 to allow a penalty corner to be over once it leaves the D twice to give you more open play goal. At the moment, 13.6 is used for subs and penalty corners at the end of a half to to finish the game. And that's a great great point there from John. I still haven't got around to picking up the rule book to have a look at (laughs) 13.6. But uh, I think I know what you're talking about.
0: Well, it's obviously someone that has a far greater grasp with the game than we do. John's an umpire. John is definitely Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not sure, I'd, I'd like to sit down and talk to him about that one
1: I did also like uh, the message that came through from FH Umpires Once again, F H com. check out at FH Umpires If you're an umpire lover or you're an umpire She does some great work there with uh, uh, posting photographs Of the most attractive umpires around the world Of course they're all attractive, aren't they? Well, certainly within the 70-minute or 60-minute period that you're playing the game. But uh, she, she commented, not a bad shout to be able to watch a domestic NZ Championship on a Saturday night. Thanks, as always, for the live stream alert. And as we've mentioned before, if you've got a live stream coming up, then please let us know. Uh, a nice message from last week we men- mentioned uh, Jordy Alastru. And uh, that came through the South pass feed with regard to the two-for-one goals. Yeah. And Jordy wrote, Many thanks to At The Reverse Stick for mentioning me and taking into account my approach on the new rules of EHL Hockey TV. Hashtag sharing knowledge. We did get a like from that tweet from the EHL. So uh, hopefully the the voice of the people is being listened to. Listen to. <laughs> Who knows? It's important, guys. If you've got feedback about your game, don't just think it's it's people in ivory towers that are making the decisions. You have a voice. You do. You have a voice, and so you you've got to let people, you know, let let the organisations know. Just don't don't think that. Uh, it's, uh, it's a fruitless, fruitless task, fruitless effort. And, uh, and
0: not to be a criticism of the FIH or any other sporting organisational or body, they all go about and do what they do and what they think is best because they will just do these things. And un- unless we well, they're, they're, yes, they're, they're say, t- hang, on, hang on, hang on, that's right. No, no, we have a problem with this. Can you rethink it? Can we have some dialogue about it? Then, you know, that's part of the whole process.
1: Also pleased to say that the, uh, a prize winner of Ashley Morrison's book, Australia's Hockey Grail. Oh, yes. It's landed in Dublin. Hurrah. Yes. Uh, a little bit of It was, of express, it was in, so express delivery Yeah, it. but it's a long old boat journey to get over. Then it's the cheapest way that we can send it. Yeah, yeah we, we have, had to drive unless, people of course, out of a pub. Well, <laughs> the, but unless, unless you're a sponsor that's got a freight company that wants to uh, provide us the opportunity to send these things worldwide, then they might take a little bit of a while to get to you. Yeah. So uh, it's landed in the hands of Mr. Rob Abbott, who... Was the lucky winner he posted on uh Twitter. Thanks that the reverse stick. arrived today. Looking forward to the read. Hope you enjoy the read, Rob, and thanks for being a supporter of the podcast. I'm sure he will. It's a good book. If you
0: can look for it on the internet. Go to not dot com, I think it is. Dot WordPress or something. Not the footy show, Google it. I'm just horrible with those yeah, just it's Google not the footy show. Terrible. Oh, Internet addresses once you start putting backslash double
1: dot stuff. Well, I, I struggle to get past the three W's. You get the drift. I hope you've had a good hockey week. I've had a great hockey week. It's, it's been, been fantastic. Even
0: I've, though I haven't been playing.
1: I've, I've uh, had lots to keep me entertained and engaged online. I've, I've really enjoyed seeing what's happening in europe with pre-season and then getting into the you know opening rounds of games and to the excitement of people you know it's game day we're playing here we're playing there it's um it's great to see and it's it, it, if you want it to be. It, it's not just a half a year game. You, yeah. you can you can make our sport last for twelve months of the year.
0: Absolutely. Let uh, us know what's going on in your part
1: of the hockey globe. Yeah, and look, if you're playing this weekend, uh, good luck, and uh, we hope you get a win on the board. Absolutely. Good to speak to you again, mate. Yeah, you too. See See you, yeah. see you next time.